This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So we're really excited to be here at the Ameripolitan Awards and... Um, talk to some folks from Asleep at the Wheel. And Katie? Yes, my name is Katie Shore, and I play fiddle and sing with Asleep at the Wheel. Have for the last four years. So how did you get connected with Asleep at the Wheel? Um, I was playing in Austin, and um, I've always loved, I've gravitated towards swing music. And I'm from Texas, and the only native Texan in the band. and. Um, I was playing and Ray heard me and the um, female vocalist at the time, Elizabeth McQueen, was, um, was leaving the band to pursue family and other, other endeavors and so I got a phone call and I started playing with the wheel and it was, it, it's been great, it's been really great, dream come true. So they're known for their uh, like live performance, like touring, what is that like to be on the road like that? It's full on <laughs> at times. There's 12 of us traveling in a bus and we travel coast to coast. Um, and it couldn't be a better group of guys to travel with. It's, we have a really good time and um, we just keep, yeah, keep cranking, cranking it out, getting those miles. <laughs> I think I saw one of the buses, or it's the bus, but we, uh, we hit a million miles since I've been in the band, which was kind of neat. <laughs> So uh, I saw somewhere that there were like 80 people who had sort of come through Asleep at the Wheel. Yes. Uh, talk about some of the other people who've come through that, that we might know. Some of them are my heroes in music. Floyd Domino um, started with the band. He was one of the original members. And Danny Levin as well, who's playing here at the awards tonight. Um, Danny, I met at a fiddle camp, uh, Johnny Gimbel's fiddle camp, and Johnny Gimbel played with Asleep at the Wheel, and these were just heroes that I had growing up, and music is funny. It brings you together in so many ways, so, um, yeah, I just always, you can't play in Texas and not know Asleep at the Wheel, <laughs> and sooner or later, paths cross, so, um, yeah, I'm grateful for all that, but I grew up on that, and um, Johnny Gimbel's granddaughter, Emily Gimbel, was in the band for a while, and um, I've known her all my life, and it's so neat to have, even now, friends that 
we've all been friends for years and grown up loving this music so much and now we all get to play it together every night which is really fun. So I read somewhere that um, Sleep at the Wheel got started uh, touring with Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah. You know anything about that? Oh man, Ray could speak more to that. We um, we play every summer out in uh, California in Rancho Nicasio and uh, the guy that has us out there was the manager for him for a long time and man we've heard some crazy stories. Ray has seen it all, he's done it all and uh, yeah, this is, yeah, it was pretty wild back then from what <laughs> from what I've heard. So um, yeah, I wish I could have been there for some of that, but it, it was amazing how the wheel came up and always stayed so true to the music and the dance music and the instrumentation. Um, it's, it's cool, it goes so far back now, almost 50 years. That's totally amazing. So you're still writing music? We are, we're working on a new record. It's gonna be coming out um, this summer. And Ray and I have actually written a tune that's going to be on there. Um, it was neat. We all had an opportunity to bring in tunes that we'd written and try to collaborate a little bit. And everyone in the band is such a strong instrumentalist and brings a different flavor to what our sound is. So it's been really neat to collaborate together on a lot of that, you know. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, new, new stuff and reminiscent of old things as well. Yeah, so that's amazing that you're still, the band is still writing and creating and coming up with new music. How would you describe what you're doing now? Um, what, what kind of subject matter are you talking about? I think the same old stuff, you know, just, I think we try to capture what's going on around us, but even just the simplest ways, you know, Everything is relevant. The song, uh, the song that Ray and I wrote together, he had a hook. It was called, uh, l let's call it a day tonight, you know, and it became this sort of lonesome tune. And, you know, I think everybody's felt that at some point. So we try to, it's hard to write for a hit, you know, you never know. It could be about anything, you know, but we just try to write what's in our lives and, you know, bring, bring that out in our music. <laughs> it resonates, whatever resonates with us. Do you think it's the live component that really drives uh, Asleep at the Wheel in the sense that, you know, the audience is connecting with the fact that they're, they know that they're going to see you and it's, it's going to be this personal experience? I think so. I think that, I think live music is so tangible to the audience and I think that the music that we play is more or less upbeat and really happy. So. We all love playing music together, and I think the energy that we have on stage hopefully transfers to the audience. Um, we, we hope it does, but we're having a good time, and we just want everybody else to have a good time. And, and often we play in these beautiful theaters where there isn't a big dance floor, but you can see, you know, <laughs> people have a hard time sitting still, and, and so do we. So I think that's what we look forward to in all of our live shows, is getting to connect to the audience and, you know, see what happens. It's so different night to night. <laughs> you know, so I'm a, fid a fellow fiddle player. I play yes. fiddle myself. Yes. Yeah. All fiddle right. players unite, right? Yeah, of course. So as a fiddle player, um, what, is, what is the experience like to be in a band? Um, you, did you grow up playing classical music? 
I did a little bit of everything. I tried to, but I grew up initially playing fiddle tunes and um, my granddad played the fiddle and I told my folks at a really young age that I wanted to play the kind of music you could stomp your feet and clap your hands to. And I've just, I love dance music, danceable, you know. Um, there's a lot of great classical music too. Um, but yeah, and I, I love it still. <laughs> there's classical pieces that I wish I could play and I'm, I'm working on here and there. But I love it all. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I love it all, yeah. but but I eventually transitioned to, to more popular music. But um, did you start classically as well? I I did start classically, and then I got into sort of the more of the um, pop and you know, Meripolitan country, yeah, whatever kind of stuff, bluegrass kind of kind of thing. Yeah, cool. yeah, awesome. But um, we just want to thank you for stopping by, and um, we want to thank Asleep at the Wheel for uh, all you guys do. And hopefully, if you're coming back through Memphis, maybe we can have you in the studio at some point. I would love to come. Thank you so much for having us, and um, we're really excited to be a part of this. Thank you. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.